The following is the production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. And welcome inside the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. Hello, everybody. It is your beautiful, handsome, dashing, award-winning, gracious, did I mention beautiful, host. Oh, thank you, Jared. It's very nice. Jared Dillon and joining me from wherever they may be is Davis Carroll and Jack Hart. Davis, we'll start with you first. How's that first match of Call of Duty going? Uh, Well, everything's making me... Download stuff, so I'm just kind of—I haven't played anything yet. I'll let All you know right. when it does. It's so my wake up—it's my wake up match, it's a new new tradition. So when your internet goes down, we know what it is. Is that dang 70 gigabyte update on Call of Duty? So it, there's so many of them. I I had to delete like four games yesterday to download it. And Jack, how are you doing today on this fine morning? Hey, good morning, Jared. It is a wonderful week to be a sports fan. It's not only Conclusion of the hockey playoffs, beginning of the NBA play or the uh, MLB playoffs, conclusion of the NBA playoffs sometime in the next week or two, and it's of course Georgia Hate Week. So, uh, the hell with Georgia. To hell with Georgia. Georgia Hate Week, MLB playoffs start today. NBA finals start tomorrow. Don't worry, we'll get to that. NFL, NBA, college football news. It's all on the docket. But first, we're going to open up with Monday Night Football as the Chiefs take on, uh, took on the Ravens in a primetime showdown where it looked like from the jump the Chiefs got out and then it was whatever after that. The Chiefs a big win over the Ravens on Monday Night Football, 34-20. And moving our rankings in the NFL pickup standings around a little bit. Uh, me, Davis, and Alec were the only people to pick the Chiefs. We were split pretty much down the middle. Thank you to that random guy on Twitter saying Chiefs, because, you know, dang, I if he would have said Ravens, I would have changed my pick right there. Uh, I want you guys to know. Uh, but the current NFL pick-up standing, Alec is in first place. Bay and Davis are tied at second, two games behind Alex. Two games behind them is me. One game behind me is Jack. Jacob is three games behind. Just <laughs> Jacob. Jacob's 27 and 20 and he went under 500 and pick him this week so he's not having he's straight up not having a good time uh, so take that uh, for for what you will for for Jacob um, so let's go ahead and begin the extra point detailing that Chiefs Ravens game and what was a uh, a dominant showing by the Chiefs and also I mean Lamar Jackson just flat out saying the Chiefs they're our kryptonite they're our roadblock we, we are we are never gonna be well he didn't say this part but in a nutshell we're never gonna reach the promised land if we can't figure out how to beat the Chiefs a la if, if I had to compare this to anything this is like 
Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. This is the Colts were always a good team, but they could never get past Tom Brady. I mean, eventually they did once or twice, but it's like the Utah Jazz and Michael Jordan. It's it is it, anything like that. Uh, I I don't know who the equivalent for uh, any other sports team would be. I guess for Auburn. If we're talking about Auburn football, it's, it's Auburn Roy football. And literally anyone. Yeah, I was about to say Auburn football and themselves. You know, um, you, make, you make a good point, Jared. That I mean, Pat, uh, Lamar Jackson has four regular season losses total in his career, and three of them are to the Chiefs. So um, that that's exact. I mean, that means exactly what you think it does. That this team just has the other team's number. I I, I think some people are really missing the narrative of last night and. I think Pat Mahomes played great. He played serviceable. He played Pat Mahomes. But I think the real story of last night was the, 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 the Chiefs' defense because the Chiefs' defense is the reason that the Chiefs won that game last night because that game was relatively close in the third quarter. I believe the Ravens came back and made it 27-20. to 20. Uh, Got it within seven points. But in the first half, after after the Ravens' first drive where they went down and got a field goal, that uh, they were pretty much anemic for the entire first half. I believe they got another field goal in the first half, and they got a special teams touchdown with a uh, with a kickoff run back. So the, the the Ravens were basically flying blind for an entire first half of football, and they still managed to keep it competitive. It showed that their offense can be prolific, but Kansas City made the right plays to really put them in check squarely in the first half of the game. And saw it ended up being a, a two-score game with, with the Chiefs winning by 14 points, but that's after they had an entire first half head start over the Ravens after that defense completely shut them down. I think Patrick Mahomes, his ball placement was great as usual. His, his quarterback IQ was right there where it needs to be. And Lamar Jackson played pretty good for the second half, but I think a lot of people are seeing this as a dominant Chiefs offensive rally when Honestly, if, if, the, if the Chiefs' defense had not stepped up and made plays in the first half of this game, we could be looking at a 40-43 at, at a to 43 type of shootout as both teams scrambled to score down the stretch. And, uh, well, and that's, just how, that's just how the teams play. I, I, I don't the, – the Ravens, I banked on their defense being able to capitalize on the maybe Super Bowl hangover, call it what you will, just – Whatever was plaguing the Chiefs last week in Los Angeles when they, they only scored 17 points what uh, in, in uh, up until a last-second field goal from Butger, whatever was plaguing the Chiefs out in Los Angeles, I was capitalizing on the Ravens, who have historically had one of the best defenses in the league for the, since their Super Bowl win in 2012 and uh, going back even to last year uh, with riding that all into the playoffs. Their historically good defense was not able to bottle up the Chiefs in a way that they haven't been able to have do in any of their three losses. So I think in order for the Ravens to contend for a championship, it's going to have to come down to that defense because the offense is good enough. It's serviceable. I mean, you got the MVP there. So we, we just have to see. I mean, this is, this is a game to circle and look at because in all likelihood, we're going to see this matchup again. I mean, we're going to see either – you know, in the divisional or AFC championship game, uh, and Lamar Jackson's going to flip the script on the Chiefs. Uh, I don't like his chances. You know, it's you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
Fool me a third time, I guess they're just really good. I don't know what happens the fourth time, but Kryptonite is pretty much a, a great way to put uh, who Kansas City is to the Ravens. And, I mean, shout out to the Ravens' defense. They held KC to, to one touchdown, and that was to Eric Fisher uh, in the second half. Uh, but, I mean, they, they got to... They can beat everybody they want to, but the sad fact is, unless unless you flee to the NFC, uh, you're not getting to the Super Bowl if you don't figure out a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs team. Or, for that matter, just not, not fall apart in the playoffs. Don't think I forgot about the, the, the LA Chargers showing you up that one time in the playoffs. I didn't forget. I keep receipts. Davis, what about you? How, how, how do you feel about that Monday Night Football show in between both teams? I'm pretty happy with Pat Mahomes because he's on my fantasy team. Ball. Honestly, 40 points for me. But he was the only player to score double digits for me, so I still lost. Uh, well, did you start yeah, carry- my- did, did you start carry on again? I don't have – that's my other league. Oh. You know, I'm gonna, I, I, I'll give you a little – my team real quick. Because Christian McCaffrey's hurt, so I have mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette starting. And then after him, I have Chase Edmonds. Sure. And, and then DJ Moore, Marvin Jones, Mike Gusecki, AJ Green. Pittsburgh that, defense did really good. That must be and a Harrison deep. Bunker. That must be a deep league for you to have this kind of. It players. is. It's fourteen. It's fourteen teams. Uh. But yeah, I'm real. Uh, Chiefs played great. I I chose them for a reason. I think Jack summed up pretty well. There's a cat Where's behind me. Yeah. What's his name. That, Where's it going? It's a she. She's getting in the window because what she does in the morning. There's there's the cat that I hate so much. What's her name? Uh, Gigi, like Gigi Cupcakes. Gigi. Yeah. What? Yeah. Gigi so. Cupcakes. No, it's like it's Gigi, like Gigi Cupcakes. The oh, place well, they're saying your name. It was named Gigi Cupcakes. No, not saving my cat. But let's get away from that. MLB, uh, NFL Monday Night Football has came and went. Now we turn over to Thursday Night Football where uh, the Jets and the Broncos will be playing this Thursday. And according to a post by uh, NewJersey.com, you know, the AL.com equivalent, Adam Gase is out if he loses on Thursday Night Football. Mr. Crazy Eyes himself <laughs> on the hot seat. Adam Gase will, be no, will no longer be affiliated with the New York Jets as he, he is apparently, according to the article, Lost a locker room, lost to players, and if he loses on Thursday, will lose his job. Do you <laughs> ever have him? That's hard to say. He was the guy with the Dolphins that started trading their best their best players just because. I mean, he almost single handedly ruined Ryan Tannehill. I I would you know, and he Ryan Tannehill is now doing his thing over in Tennessee. A dead man to start at quarterback in a playoff game in Pittsburgh at Matt Moore. Um, Good old Matt. He got destroyed by Bud Dupree. <laughs> so, uh, shout, shout out to the GOAT himself, Dan Orlovsky, who, who said that his 0-16 2008 Detroit Lions could beat the current Jets team 16 times. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they probably could. State, the current state of football in New York. Dan Orlovsky <laughs> ran out of the back could. of the end zone, so can he really talk, though? He said it. Dan Orlovsky. Come on, bro. I mean, look. He he can say it. 
He has he he knows he's history. He's in the history books, just not for a good reason. So I'm just saying. He can talk. Uh so Thursday night football, I'm convinced that they may have leaked this article just to get Thursday night football ratings up. Uh because it's Jets Broncos. It's Sam Darnold versus uh Jeff Driscoll. If if Drew Locke isn't playing, which I assume he is not, he's not ready to come back yet. Um it's in Denver. I think the only thing they got going for them is the South Park characters in the stadium themselves, and that's pretty much it. I don't think anybody's excited for that game at all, other than, oh my goodness, we may get rid of Adam Gates if we lose. Like, do we see Jets players like start dropping balls and like not giving any effort just so they just so they can just bounce to do? I mean, like, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be surprised by that. They're basically taking tanking anyway. I mean, Sam Darnold. I mean. Threw, he threw three interceptions against the Colts. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, former Viking, had two interceptions. One of them picked six. I believe last year for the Vikings, he only had one interception in total. So, I mean, they made Xavier Rhodes look good. And that dude was cut by the Vikings. I'm just going to throw that out there. So Thursday Night Football. They did play terrible last year. So there's not a football. We'll see what happens. With eight MLB playoff games. Yeah. Do we want to hit Stanley Cup first and give a shout out to those winners before we get into the the nitty gritty of MLB playoffs? Yeah, I'll give you some game six stats here. So game six, it happened. It came. It went. And we won't get a game seven, but we do get to crown a Stanley Cup winner as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bringing the Stanley Cup down to Florida, where hockey reigns supreme, as they beat the Dallas Stars two to nothing in Game Six. Yeah, we had, um, as everyone knows, we had the two southernmost hockey cities in the NHL competing against, competing in the northernmost hockey city in the NHL in Edmonton because of the bubble. So, the Canadian National Anthem still got to play before every game. Just to remind everyone who invented the sport and who hasn't won a Stanley Cup in 26 years. But, Heck yeah. but your, uh, your three stars of the game were, of course, Victor Hedman, defenseman for Tampa Bay with one assist, Braden Point, center for Tampa Bay with a goal, and the guy who put the team on his back through this whole playoffs. I mean, you can't do it without your brick wall between the pipes. Tampa Bay Lightning... I'm sure this guy was happy to hoist the cup. That was, of course, Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay. 22 saves and a perfect save percentage as he shut out the Dallas Stars. I mean, that's got to feel good to close out a series with a shutout if you're a goalie. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, you know I'll the play, rules. I play, play goalie in soccer. I'm, you yeah, know, so. you know, if the puck goes behind you, the other team gets a point. You must know it must feel good to get a shutout here. It's true. I do. I was, a, I was a shutout machine when I played goalie in soccer. Okay, I was. I was. All, I was elite. Okay, I want you to know that. Actually, I don't remember if I had a uh, if I had a shutout or not in soccer. I couldn't tell you. Your two goals came from Braden Point on the power play in the first period, assisted by Nikita Kucherov, his twenty seventh point of the postseason, and Victor Hedman his twelfth. That was Braden Point's fourteenth goal, and then. The clincher in the second period, seven to go. Blake Coleman, his fifth of the postseason, made it two to nothing. 
Winnipeg in the third as it looked like Tampa Bay played defensive and let Dallas squander as they come up short um, in, in, a, in a place that no one expected them to be. Not only Edmonton, but also the Dallas Stars and the Stanley Cup Finals. So, uh, I'm, for hockey, uh, I've, I've been thinking that for hockey and, and NBA, I don't, I don't really see why this deserves an asterisk. I mean, this is a legitimate Stanley Cup. I think the NBA Finals as well. You played a regular season. You played a full, un, unabashed playoff format. And the Tampa Bay Lightning were, looked exactly the same as they did back uh, in, in March. So I think as far as, as those two sports, it, this is, a, this is a, a time to celebrate for Tampa despite uh, everything that's gone on. I don't think this deserves an asterisk. All, and I think it was a, no, not not a great effort by the NHL, and I I I don't know if it was lack of coverage or a legitimate great job by the league, but I don't think we saw one headline about a game getting canceled, postponed, moved, adjusted, anything for COVID. No, not, I mean not nothing. Other four sports cannot say that. So I mean by the NHL double bubble situation and. They, they got a cup hoisted despite it being uh, September. I mean, it, it, it's it's a mixture of a lot of things. It's the the fact that hockey isn't popular as the other sports here are in the United States. And it, it was going on in Canada. So from, from a perspective of actually being somewhere in the United States, it wasn't there. And you, you have to give, you have to give a shout out to what the NHL did. Was that they held? I mean, they 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 held a a, a wall card uh, or a playoff bubble in Canada, and it went off without a hitch. And the sad part is nobody heard anything about it because it went over so well, right? And when 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 history's done, when it's when this is all said and done, history books will remember that the NHL did it the best, followed by the NBA. The NBA, the only reason why the NBA had any postponements was because of walkouts. Uh, but other than that, the NBA, uh, uh, outside of the, the one time, what was it, Daniel House <laughs> did something stupid, right? Yes. Uh, outside of that, and outside of, uh, what, it, Lou Williams needed some, needed some wings, right? The yeah. NBA, NBA was fine. pretty good, too. They better be. That better have been good. It must have been some good wings. I want to. I, I saw them. Jack Harlow went there, and he said they're the best wings he ever had. So, well, we're gonna have to hit Jack Harlow up and go over there. But other than that, I mean, the NBA and on top the NHL uh, has done this wonderfully. They've done it better than I can say. Uh, what well, Major League Baseball has done their best, and I think they've recovered very well from what they've had to deal with with the Cardinals and the Marlins. Um, and the postponements that they've had. Uh, college football was always going to be tough because it's individual teams, not one big organization. So we see how things are going. Uh, and then the NFL, well, 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 we'll see how that goes throughout the season. But shout out to the Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning, your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. And, you know... I'm not going to hear anything about hockey until they start back up again. So, congratulations to the Lightning. I wonder when they start. It's got to be like a month from now. It's going to be something like that. It's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, 
Shout out to the Lightning. You did it. Uh, celebrate for now. Uh, the parade is probably going to be... Well, I mean, they're in Florida, so I, I don't know what the restrictions are on a, on a parade, but there's going to be something. Uh, so that's your hockey for today. Let's... We're back up to December 1. So. December 1st? Okay, so they got... No time to celebrate. Hit the ground running. Yeah, they got two yeah. months and change before the hockey starts again. Uh, so like, um, it looks like a bubble will be in place for the first part of the NHL season, but not the entire season. So, interesting. Well, that's good to know, I guess, at least. Um, let's flip the script and let's head over to the NBA right quick. Uh, we do know that, uh, I mean, there's a couple of big news coming out of the NBA. Uh, one of them, I think, is a, is a feel-good story. The other one's being the NBA Finals. And the other one is, apparently, it was win or bust, or championship or bust for the Clippers, because Doc Rivers is out. Doc Rivers is no longer the head coach of the Clippers, and uh, that team feels like it's imploding right in front of us uh, as days go on. What are the initial reactions for Doc Rivers being outed as the Clippers head coach? That was – I didn't expect that. I mean, it's, he's been there for a while. He has not ever got over the hump of the Western Conference Finals. And I thought they might have given him at least one more chance with this new team he has. But uh, it's kind of surprising, honestly. I mean, he's a really good coach. He'll get hired pretty quick. And I wouldn't – but I would not be surprised if he did stay on the – Clippers in some fashion like if he came back as just team president like he was but just handed over the reins of coaching to someone else but he probably will end up somewhere else maybe like the Sixers or somewhere or the Rockets I mean uh, the Sixers and Rockets I mean those are good places for him I I feel like he doesn't want to go to the Sixers I feel like that's just a lot of there's a lot of noise going on with the Sixers that he has to deal with. And I think he's done dealing with the noise. I think Doc Rivers would be A-OK going to a team like the Pacers, right? Or, or mm-hmm. yeah, I know the Pacers job isn't open anymore, but a, a low-key team where I could just coach and I ain't got to deal with all this noise that's happening around me, you know? What team would that be, though, like right now that doesn't have a coach? Well, Pacers are out. Uh, Who did the Pacers hire? Didn't the Pacers hire... Uh, no, the Pacers are still open. Billy Donovan yeah. went to the Bulls, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Pacers are still open. I mean, the Pacers were thinking about D'Antoni. I saw. Yeah. Uh, as a last ditch effort to keep Oladipo, which is not going to happen. I mean, if, if if I'm dog, I'm I want that Pacers job. You know, I mean, you got a young up and coming team. You don't. Have... I think if he wants to, if he wants to make the finals, I feel like the Rockets might be his best chance. I mean, I guess it. I guess it depends. Do you? Everybody wants to make the finals, but some people are just content with, let me just get this young team and, and let's build them up and let's go, you know? I feel like Doc Rivers might be like that because, yeah, I think he might be. He might want to do that. Uh, But keep in mind that this was a mutual decision per Steve Ballmer, so Doc Rivers was, you know, okay with it. Uh, From Russillo saying, this surprised Doc... Uh, from what I'm told, he thought he was okay, 
but this locker room was even a bigger mess than I think we realized. Kawhi was never Kawhi has never had to be a vocal leader, and PG doesn't have the respect for his teammates. That was from Rusillo on Twitter. Which I mean, that last part. Yeah, all his teammates are clowning PG. I wouldn't, I'm not surprised. Like all of them. Uh, so the the Clippers are imploding in front of our eyes, and I can only imagine because I don't even, I don't even know the contract situation for Kawhi Leonard and PG. I think PG has like what three years left after this year. I think it might be down to two, and Kawhi has has uh. Two and one, I think. So this is his second year, and then he can decide to opt into a third. I think it is, or it yeah. might it be just a one and one? I can't remember. I could tell you that Doc Rivers had two years left on his contract, uh, and the Clippers are obviously going to be looking for a win now uh, type of. I'm surprised uh, they didn't try to trade yeah. Doc Rivers. See if they could get anything for him. I feel like coaches' trades are so weird. They don't happen very often, but they are interesting. I'll tell you that. Um, so that that's currently what's going on with the Clippers. We'll we'll keep that updated as what seemed to be everybody's most hated team in the NBA is imploding. So they're having a fun day on Twitter. So who do you least. think the Clippers are going to hire? Uh, none of the candidates out right now really seem to fit that team better well, than Doc Rivers. The, well, the last time there was a surprise hire, nobody saw it coming. So. Shout out who to the Nets. Have, who do they have to promote internally? Because, I mean, we saw the success of Nick Nurse getting promoted from inside. I the think they have, like, Sam Cassell. I don't – I think they might have Chauncey Billups. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look if, if, if there's any, like, list of, like, potential candidates. I mean, it, it's so early in the in the in, in this happening that there may not be one yet. Adam Gase. He'll be free. Oh, he'll somehow find a way. I'm telling you right now. That man falls forward. Here we go. We've got Sam Cassell. The New Orleans Pelicans. Lou. Oh, Ty Lue. That's right. I mean, the they New- could just uh, they could just promote Ty Lue. The Pelicans and the 76ers have already reached out to Doc Rivers. Per I don't Spears. think Ty Lue wants to be in the same city as LeBron ever again. So, keep, keep that in mind. That, uh... The, the Pelicans and the Sixers have reached out to Doc Rivers already. I feel like I feel like the Pelicans have a lot less uh, smoke around them than the 76ers do. Uh, and you have Zion, which I know opinions of Zion through the Extra Point uh, group is different. Uh, but he, he wouldn't have to deal with uh, PG-13, at least. He has that going for him. Uh, yeah, I think Tyler is going to be the new coach. Just reading some stuff, I think he is. If, if we're looking at the same thing, I see that uh, Tyler not only has the Clippers' interest in talking to him for the opening in the wake of the Doc Rivers being let go, but Lou has the 76ers, Rockets, and Pelicans preparing to talk to him in coming days. Tyler is a hot commodity. I don't really know. I think he's an okay coach. He's not amazing. But I mean, he's already on the bench in in L.A. It's L.A. He gets to uh, stay with his family there, and then he probably get more money for staying with the Clippers. And I mean, he yeah, the same coaching staff that he's familiar with. I mean, it makes sense to to, to stay in L.A. and go to the Clippers. I mean, and I think he's he's one of the, he's more of a players' coach after all. I think that might help the locker room 
And Doc Rivers, I mean, he is too. Um, but I think Ty Lue's more like, what play do y'all want to run? And we'll run it. And Ty Lue knows about having to deal with a uh, Ty a, a crowded locker room, I guess is the best Ty way Lue's to put it. Ty Lue's coaching strategy is, hey, LeBron, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, he's going to do that next year whenever they play the Lakers. Hey, LeBron, what play do you want us to run? <laughs> and LeBron will be like, bro, this, this ain't the right team. Uh, so that's what's going on with the Clippers so far. Uh, we'll see what happens with them as time goes on. Other news is uh, some things happened yesterday in Dallas where Mark Cuban, uh, well, if you don't know, let me just back up and, and tell the story. Delonte West, a former Mavericks player, has fallen on some tough times and uh, was currently homeless uh, after uh, some unfortunate situations. And there was a report yesterday and video now that came out of Mark Cuban driving to a gas station and picking up Delonte West, uh, bringing him to a hotel, then contacting his family to try to get him some help. So, if if you needed a little bit of sunshine today or something like that, there are people out there that'll help you. And Mark Cuban, you know, shout out to him. I know that he ha- he has a tendency to have a, a big mouth, and he's not afraid to say what he wants. And uh, he can get on some people's nerves, but he has a he has a kind heart when uh when he when he when when he needs it, and he helping out Delonte West is uh, uh, a nice feel good story. The NBA Finals starts tomorrow. The Heat and Lakers. I know that uh, we 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 pushed off making that uh that prediction yesterday, even though Davis made his. He was very confident. What did you say, Lakers in five? Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, well, what I'm looking at is that the Lakers are favored by five points in the first game over under 217. So that that's, that's what that's what uh 108 109 something like that. Oh no, what is this? Goodness gracious. Did I mean, did, you, I, I, did you flip the script? I'm still it's still Lakers, but I'm going oh. for the Heat. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Uh, man, I want this to be a good series, but I just, I just, I need somebody to convince me. What does that say? Yes, go Jack. Oh, it's it says Miami. Miami Vice. Uh, I need somebody. See, I want to use the extra point Miami Vice logo now, but it's whatever at this point. I want somebody to convince me why. The Heat will win this series. Okay, I I can do, do that. Do your best. Court is now in session. Prosecution. Doom 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 doom. Stop doom. it. Okay, I'm just kidding. Prosecution, <laughs> please tell the court why the Miami Heat, or at least I should root for the Miami Heat. All right. So if we go just straight up matchup base first off, the Lakers do have the advantage. However. It would be difficult for the Lakers to run their usual tall ball, I guess you could say, with LeBron. Who's their LeBron, AD, both low, or whatever matchup they're running, and they, they'd have to switch it around a little bit. They'd have to get smaller players in there to guard all the Goran Dragic, Jimmy. Jimmy probably end up on LeBron guarding him. I think that's an okay matchup. LeBron might have the upper hand in that. 
Uh, and then Bam's going to be on AD. Is it, is it going to be Bam on AD, Butler on James? I, I think I think that'd be the best uh, way for the Heat to do it. Dion Waiters on Dion Waiters. Yeah. Dion Waiters yeah. on them gummy bears, I'm bro. I'm excited. Dion's going to shoot some. He's going to be pulling up from the logo. But the Lakers have Danny Green, who has been playing not good these this whole bubble, not good defensively, and he is going to have to guard whoever comes off the bench, that being Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. And when they're hot, they're hot. And they have so many plays that they can get them open and make the shot. I think that's going to be the X factor, that they can run the offense through Jimmy or Bam, and then they kick it out or do whatever, and then Duncan Robinson makes his 18 points. Tyler Hero makes maybe 20 or whatever. I think that's going to be the, really the X factor for them to come in and knock it out with still with Jimmy playing the same way. I mean, Jimmy didn't have the best matchup last time. I'm not saying Jason Tatum is as good as LeBron, of course, but Jimmy had to try to clamp him up, had to clamp up whoever was on the team and he can play one through five and so can Bam. I think they have a decent chance of being the dark horse candidate for this series. Where is the Lakers defense going to come from in this series? It's going to be AD. And I guess LeBron, to an extent, it depends on how much he wants to save up for offense. Right, and, and that, that's my concern for me is that I, the the Lakers are, are a high percentage team that they they take the the high percentage shots and that they do all that offensively to consistently grind down opponents. We saw that definitely saw that in that huge comeback they had against Denver, where they ended up. The, the one game they lost, they they came back from seemingly out of nowhere in uh in, in the latter part of the game. We saw how how they like to play ball, but but I what I like to see out of this matchup is exactly what you said. You got you got AD on Bam, you got Jimmy on LeBron, but who is and th- th- they're they're uh, fighting around inside the arc, and you got Tyler Hero right there just calling for the ball constantly. So I, I think. It, it passing, moving the ball around, getting getting the ball away from these dangerous guys on the Lakers for the Heat, spreading it out is going to be huge for the Heat. And if they can get high percentage shots, if they can get hot from three, I think it's going to be a long series for the Lakers. Um, and I yeah. guess the only, the only chance the Heat have of winning is just playing keep away, if you will, and getting it out to shots beyond the arc. Yeah, I think it's all about three-pointers because they also have Jay Crowder and Gordon Dragic have been shooting really well from the bubble so far along with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. And the Lakers are going to be stressed thin if they run enough shooters on the floor at one time. If they can just keep AD and LeBron occupied in the arc, like you said, I think the Heat do have an actual chance. But the same goes for the Lakers. They have to watch the Lakers. They're not as good three-point shooters, I don't think, but they're still able to heat it up when they need to. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Be going for Jerry. What you think? I'm ready to rule my verdict. Uh, both uh, both of you brought up very good points on why uh, the Heat have a, a a good fighting chance. The Heat probably have a lot of a uh, have a much better chance than people are giving them credit for. Um, Wait, I have a question. Yes. yes Should sir. we be allowed to change our vote one time change after tonight's game? Tomorrow. Um. Hmm. Game is tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? The game is tomorrow. Yes. Nine thirty. 
Yes. Great. Great. Just, <laughs> tomorrow, right? in, in, in tomorrow? I couldn't really hear what he was saying. I thought, um, if it is the 30th, I got some school stuff I need to go take care of. So. Uh, it's, wait, what's today? 29. It's the 29th. Uh, yes. You'll be able to change it one time only after uh, tomorrow's game. Right. I'll, I'll so allow it. Depend on how it goes. Uh, but history will remember your first pick. I want you to remember that. That's fine with me. Yeah. For me, uh, after much de- deliberation of me playing with my cat, um, good old GG. I've come to a decision on the matter. Uh, you both brought up very good cases on why the Lakers uh should fear the Heat, uh, and. I do appreciate it. However, I will rule in favor of the Lakers. Uh, Lakers in six. That's fair. Lakers in six. And it, it will be a weird six. It, it's going to be like a... Uh, well, haven't the Lakers lost the first game of every series they played? Or am I getting that wrong? I'm pretty sure they beat the Nuggets the first game. Okay. But the first, uh, two, the first two series, I, they did lose the first game. I agree. It will be a weird six. I think we'll see a, a buzzer beater in at least one of the games like we saw out of AD in the Nuggets series. Because um, that really turned that series around. Had he not made that, the Nuggets really would have been in the thick of that series rather than playing from way down. Uh, it's going to be a weird six. It's going to come down to the last second on at least one of these games. And I think that's going to be the tipping point. I will also – I mean, I was going to say Lakers in six as well. Um, as much as I'm rooting for the Heat, I really – whether you want to get into conspiracy theory corner on who the refs want to win, or, oh, I'm definitely all I'm all about that. I you mean, know that. if you if you look at the patch on the on the jerseys, I think we know the winner. Uh, mm. But take I mean, I'd love to see the Heat. I'd love to see Jimmy Butler get a ring. I'd love to see the Heat, the Heat who have been who have really they played. The, I mean, the Heat aren't an, an enormous market team that they they've been pulled. They got pulled out of the basement by LeBron in the early 2000s and. They're they're now back on their on the the sweat of their own brow down to the back to the finals after having an amazing turnaround um, the previous season. So I'm rooting for the Heat. It's a good it's a good story. It's good for smaller market teams that aren't New York and L. A. to to get uh, stars to come to them and and build a. I mean, I wouldn't even you wouldn't consider the Heat a super team, would you? I mean, they just have a bunch of serviceable guys that work hard and play well from a bunch of other middling teams and then they yeah. came together and put together an unbelievable performance and uh, I, I I'd love to see them I'd love to see them get rings. The Heat are not a super team. Not in the not in the sense that we think of super teams with Golden State. Yeah. Or what is now I guess the duo era in the NBA, uh, where you have LeBron and A D, you have Kawhi and MPG. Uh you have Luca and Porzingis, uh KD and Kyrie. I mean, we're in the duo era now. Uh, so, in in that retrospect, I guess it's Jimmy Butler and Bam. Throw anybody in there, I guess. Or you could say Goran Dragic. I was gonna say Dragic, but or really, Jay I, Crowder. I was gonna. I, I wanted to make you guys mad and say like Tyler Hero or something. But it's Jimmy and Duncan Robinson. So it is. I'll take that. Uh, so NBA Finals that's tomorrow make sure you get ready for that alright it's time
MLB playoffs. We didn't think we 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 didn't think we would get this far. Heck, I didn't think that the Cardinals would get this far after they were in the ground for about three weeks. Uh, but the MLB playoffs are here. They start in my time, uh, about four hours, uh, four hours to Eastern. Uh, the Astros will play. Uh, and before we get uh, any farther, I just want to say one thing only: uh, the Astros uh, better not win this World Series, or I will riot. <laughs> I will riot if the Astros win. Uh, I'm getting tired of them already. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and get into the talk of Major League Baseball. This is what we're doing. We are doing a extra point gauntlet. Uh, pretty much all that is is that we're breaking down the the baseball wild card and 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 whole postseason. So so some of you have already uh, put in your bracket for the wild card round. Pretty much uh, a point each for picking the winner and picking how many games uh, it's decided in. For example, Yankees Indians, who's the winner, and it will be decided in two games or three games. We do have superlatives for the wild card round, which is pretty much who will be representing the ALC, uh, who will be representing the ALCS, who will be represented in the NLCS, who's going to be in the World Series. Uh, some fun ones like who's going to be the highest seed to advance past the first round, uh, which top four team between the Rays, Dodgers, Athletics, and Braves will be the first eliminated, things like that. And it's pretty much, think war games from last year, but in a playoff format. This is what we're doing right now. Uh, seeing that who has the biggest chops when it comes to uh, when it comes to deciding these playoff games. Uh, we did something like this similar last year. Uh, with Ryan Walker and his show, The Ryan Express. Uh, I want to point out that I am the reigning uh, original bracket champion, so I know my stuff. Uh, we want to talk about the revised bracket because Carter won. And Carter Dude, who's the revised the bracket champion? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Uh, but I am, in my mind, the original reigning supreme champion, undisputed champion of the world. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, while we do this but I mean let's kind of just break down uh, what we're looking at uh, let's start with the ALCS uh, Davis what Davis, Davis going, he yeah. disappeared behind a... All right, so wait what okay he's working on a new look so the first team today is uh, those Houston Disastros, Lastros, Trastros whatever you want to call them the losing record Astros with a 9-23 and 23 away record, are heading to Target Field in Minneapolis. They got a 36-24, and 24-7 win. So this, on paper, is a disaster for the Houston Astros. Um, and we're looking at... Is, is, are, those, are those games in the home park of the, the, the home team? Yeah, we don't go to the bubble until we get to the... Gotcha. Do you want to clarify that? The divisional series, yeah, so... Oh, oh yeah! No. Once again, that is the nine and twenty-three on the road Astros versus the twenty-four and seven at home Minnesota Twins. Uh, first pitch at one p.m. Central and fifty-degree weather up in Minnesota. That is Zach Rinky versus Kenta Maeda for Minnesota. The over/under is seven and a half. The money line is one sixty-five on the side of Minnesota. So Minnesota favored in that one, and rightfully so. Minnesota clutching out a big AL Central victory in that one uh I, I, the twins are going to hit a lot of home runs and 
Astros shouldn't even be in the playoffs. I like how you if walked you out. For, I like how you walked out first with White Sox and then went back in with Yankees. I got both on. All right. Depending on how the picks go, I'll start stripping. Well, I can say. Hey, oh hey. well, I don't know if we want that. <laughs> only on one person line. can strip on this show, and it's me. It's a uh, A Rod yeah. and then a Michael Jordan jersey. Have any takes on the Astros, Jared? Uh, they're gonna get the Glock if they win this game. I'm getting tired of these Astros. Oh my gosh. Uh, according to the Extra Point Gauntlet, uh, out of the six responses so far that we have, uh, 66% believe that the Twins will win this series, and most people believe they'll be in two games. Uh, 66%. So they're looking at a Astro sweep, like Jack said. Or sorry, a uh, twin sweep, like Jack said. The Astros are absolute buns on the road, uh, and they're going to be without Verlander. Ricky, Ricky got shelled in the postseason last year. Yeah, so the Astros may not even win a game this postseason, which good. Uh, they don't need to. They need to have some sort of punishment uh, for what they've done. So maybe this first is pitch, maybe this is retribution. First pitch, two p.m. Central, which is noon local in the Oakland Coliseum. We have the White Sox visiting the Oakland Athletics. White Sox losing that AL Central race, so they have to hit the road take on the Athletics, who are twenty-two and ten at home. Over under, and that one is also seven and a half. Line one hundred and eighteen over to the White Sox. So White Sox favored in this one. Uh, Giolito, uh, probable for the White Sox. Lazardo, probable for Oakland. I think the Athletics, this might be their last year to compete. They've been almost there for the past three or four years, uh, losing in a couple wild card games. Uh, and the White Sox, welcome back to the postseason for the first time since 2010, I believe. So they are looking to make some noise. and But they have unfortunately have no momentum heading into this series. They, they've been skidding. And they, they, it cost them an AL Central crown uh, to boot. So they they have been skidding into the postseason. So we'll see if they can regroup, circle the wagons, and put together a good game against the A's here this afternoon in Oakland. Yeah, this is a White Sox team that uh, I would say, if, 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 we're gonna, if we're giving comparisons to, like, fun teams, uh, they are the, I, I guess they are the heat of the MLB, right? Uh, that a lot of people like them. They seem like they're a lot of fun. Um, and by a lot of people like them, uh, everybody, all six responses, have the White Sox winning in three games. So everybody's on the same page with the White Sox. Uh, the door is closing on the A's. Uh, Moneyball, uh, they, they got to figure something out before uh, that door closes on them. But the White Sox, I think they're, I think they're just way too strong. Uh, Alex I think, shows them too. Uh, yes, Alex shows the White Sox too. You know, the A's are his favorite team now. Oh yeah, we we made him have a favorite team live on the show. Yeah, mine's Slam Diego. His is Oakland. That's just disgusting. Next up, four p.m. Central, five p.m. local time. It is the Buffalo Blue Jays hitting the road to take on the Tampa Bay Rays in the Trop. No weather there, as we are inside, so that won't be a factor. Over under on this one is also seven and a half, and the line is 80, 185 over to Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay favored in this one. Matt Shoemaker getting the bump for the Jays. Blake Snell, it is bump day 
good at home, 20 and 9. Blue Jays suspect at home, at, on the road, 15 and 19, with a 32 and 28 overall record. So nice to see a winning record in the playoffs for a lower seed. Um, on this one, my take on Tampa Bay is that they are one of the most complete teams in baseball. They have depth at every position. They have uh, excellent play at every position. Um, but where that can get you is that there's no leadership. Not to say there's leadership, but there, there, there's no one that's going to make a standout performance. Tampa Bay plays as a team. They win as a team. They lose as a team. Uh, there's no no one stand out on the Rays to put the team on their back. There's no Mr. October on the Rays. So while they are the most complete team in baseball, that is not always what gets you a championship when it time, gets time to come down to the clutch in October. Austin Meadows looking to have a great postseason, and pitching is going to be crucial for Tampa Bay in this one. But I think I mean we've seen it for years. Uh, I think the Nuggets are a great comparison in the NBA. Is that they've always had a great team. There's just been they don't have the guy to push them over the top. And I think it, if Tampa Bay loses, it's going to be as a result of that because they they have put together their front office has put together some 40 chess moves, put together an unbelievable team that is performing way above their expected value. Yeah, uh, everybody believes the Rays are going to win this game. They just are split on how many games it's going to take, split down the middle 50-50 on whether it's going to be a sweep or three games. Um, I'm telling you, nothing will make me sleep well at night knowing that the Rays lose today. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I don't know what it is, but those Rays, we beefing. We beefing. I can't stand them. Well, but no. that's a long story. It's a long it's story. It's a long it's a shaggy dog story. Too. It's a long story that there's some extra point lore behind it. Yeah, it's a long it's cause story. Because Carter likes them, isn't it? No, a lot more. A lot more into it. Because Jared doesn't like them. It, okay. Which he really doesn't doesn't like them. So it's a lot. Yeah, never mind. So it amplified itself. Time, Seven p.m. local. <laughs> it is Jared's New York Yankees. New Jared. Progressive Field in Cleveland. To take on the Indians. The line on this one is a dead heat even over under six and a half. So pitching duel in this one has two of the best pitchers are going at it in this one. I can see why the line the over under is so small. It is Garrett Cole on the bump for the Yankees. Also an acquisition from the Astros. Garrett Cole getting the game one nod. And Shane Bieber, who has been probably the best pitcher in the American League this year who is taking the bump for the Indians. So this one is going to be extremely close, and it's going to come down to a couple clutch hits as these two wizards on the mound duel it out in Cleveland. 56 degrees in a chilly night on the lake in Cleveland for this American League wildcard game. Uh, is it safe to say that out of the four games, this one's the toughest to pick? I mean, Vegas thinks so, right? I mean, yeah, it's a dead heat. Uh, this will probably be the best game, too. I mean, I love a pitcher duel, even though it's not great for ratings. It's not exciting uh, for the casual fan, but it is it is mastery to watch these two, especially Shane Bieber with his he's got killer movement on his ball, and of course everyone knows the legend of Garrett Cole uh, moving over to the Yankees. So this one is going to be a paint the corners fiesta at Progressive Field. Yeah, go Yankees. I mean, I uh, I know they had that rough patch where they lost like. What they lost something like twelve of of fourteen at, at one point. It was something bad. 
uh, and they, well, they, they were found their stride. Tri- they were fielding a triple-A team for most of the season. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually found their stride. Ooh, we got a response in. Jack, was that you? That's it me. was you. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to forget. They, uh, they definitely had uh, a rough patch uh, during the season. And uh, I think they hit their stride. I think... If, if, we're, if we're listing like hottest teams in Major League Baseball going into postseason, the Yankees are up there somewhere. Uh, they they definitely went in, or, or they're definitely coming in pretty hot. Uh, but I think not only the Yankees, but also the Indians are up there too. Yeah. So, so you got the two hottest teams. Very... Um, I picked the but Yankees, that's... but I'm a homer, so. So that, that's what's going on today. Uh, there's only four games today, but tomorrow and Thursday, there are eight games apiece. So the, the series that are going to kick off tomorrow are the Reds and Braves games, which comes on at 11 in the morning, local uh, central time here, noon local in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, The tragic. Marlins and Cubs, if you do not are not looking forward to this series, you are not a baseball fan because every time the Marlins have – made a wild card spot they have won the world series so just pack it up everybody else uh, i don't i don't know if i'm ready for a marlins rays showdown just I, I wonder where steve bartman is uh right now knowing that the marlins are coming back to wrigley i think i think the cubs should let in one fan for this game and it's steve bartman just to redeem himself uh isn't, isn't there a cutout of him there or am i making that up I mean, that'd be hilarious. It has to be. Um, uh, Jared's Cardinals taking on the Padres, 2 p.m. local, 4 p.m. central. I want you guys to know Diego. that I did I, I did pick the Padres. I want you guys to know that. That one is going to be, according to AccuWeather here on ESPN, 100 <laughs> degrees at first pitch. By the way, there is a Steve Barman cutout. So... We're going to have a 50-degree first pitch in Minnesota this afternoon and a 100-degree first pitch in San Diego tomorrow afternoon. Look, I'm, I'm just hoping the Cardinals will stay competitive. Uh, I Unfortunately, I haven't had the, the opportunity to watch this, this Padres team at all for some odd, some odd reason. I feel like I've watched every other team play baseball, but I've not seen the Padres play. And uh, I'm just scared. I'm just scared of them. They they yeah. got they got me shaking my boots. And then the final series is going to kick off, which we can get into all these series tomorrow. The Milwaukee Brewers, another team with a losing record, are traveling out to the Chavez Ravine to take on the dominant LA Dodgers. They 43 and 17 record, 21 and 9 at home. This one's the most one-sided matchup in the playoffs, according to Vegas. Dodgers favored on the money line, 232. I want 98 degrees at first pitch. Bueller getting the nod undecided for Milwaukee. So that's what's going on tomorrow. Uh, but the four games today are what we're focused on today as the Twins, A's, Rays, and Indians all are starting their series this afternoon. And in a few hours, if you're for the, the Twins, they, they first pitch at 1 p.m. Central Time. I'm excited. This is about to be a lot of fun going to be it's, i mean when's the last time there were eight mlb playoff games on one day the answer is never uh here's something well we can let, let's talk about these superlatives that people put in 
because I want to see your guys' reactions to some of these matchups that uh, the current seven of us, uh, the seven of, of us being uh, Alex, Bay, Carter, myself, Jacob, Davis, and Jack. Uh, so who will represent the ALCS? We have uh, different matchups. We have Ray's Twins. So somebody believes in the Twins a lot. Uh, we have Yankees Rays. God help me. Dude, I'm just going to let you in on a secret. That was what? me. And was it you? The reason is, is because I think all the good teams are on one side of the bracket in the American League. The, yeah. the Rays are going to have to play the Indians and the Yan- or the Yankees. And then at that point, the, the bottom left side of the bracket is the Twins, Astros, A's, and Sox. And I think out of those four, Twins, Astros, A's, Sox, the Twins are the best of the four, just because of the momentum problem that the Sox have been having. I will, I will say there are three people that say raise Twins, so the the dream is, just, the dream is alive. That's just that's just a result of how the the seating lined up with the four and five being the Indians and Yankees. We also have two people that says raise White Sox. Uh, we have one Yankees and Rays. God help me. Uh, we have Rays. Uh, or see, we have Yankees Athletics. I think that's the only the only one person put the Athletics in there. So, shout out to Moneyball. That has to be Alex, actually. Now I think about it. Uh, so that th- those are the ALCS matchups. In the NLCS, we have Dodgers Padres. We have Braves Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers and Braves. Padres and Braves. And Dodgers and Reds. All right, so some somebody's drinking the Kool Aid in Vegas because something's. I up. didn't do that one. Reds are good. I did Padres and Braves. There's a reason the Cubs won the Central. If if I'm not gonna say by some, when the Ray, Reds beat the Braves later this week, they they they're gonna be be doing the Spider Man meme with the Chicago Cubs who handedly beat them in the regular season, or the Marlins if Steve Bartman interferes. Really, the, the Reds? Who? Part of me wants to leave, leave it a mystery, not actually look to see who picked that, because I'm just a- astonished that I saw the Reds on there. I think the Reds would technically go down in our bracket as the highest seed to advance, being a seventh seed. Uh, who are your World Series teams? Everybody but two people had different matchups. Uh, it looks like so we have a Braves Rays World Series matchup. We have Braves Yankees, which I already hate those two matchups. Uh, Dodgers and Rays, Padres and Rays, and Yankees Dodgers World Series matchups. Man, Yankees Dodgers would be. It looked like we've look, we've been looking like we've been careening towards a Yankees Dodgers World Series for years at this point. It's just never happened. Maybe this is a year. I don't know. Uh, and then. Let's see. Uh, which of the top four teams between the Rays, Dodgers, Athletics, and Braves will be the first to be eliminated? I will go ahead and tell you right now that the Braves will lead the way in that voting. Uh, behind them are the Athletics. Actually, I take That's that back. The Athletics lead with four... To the Braves three. It's pretty much tied, if we're being quite honest. Uh 
So Athletics or Braves pretty much will be the the first team to go out of those top four. Well, so explain to me. I know it's because like the the Braves aren't hot, hot, aren't hot right now, but what's going on with the Braves to where it seems like a lot of people are down on them right now? It's pitching. It, it's it's the Braves have two serviceable starting pitchers right now. I think it's fair to say, and the Reds have some of the one of the best pitching cores in the National League with a uh, Sonny Gray and the like. So I think people are banking on with a small sample size of potentially two games. If you drop two games, you are out. So if, if you get an unlucky bounce, I mean, they only have to throw two great pitchers at you in order to shut down your offense, which has carried you through the, the back half of the season. I mean, if they can shut down Freeman, Ozuna, uh, Albies, Swanson, and Acuna, the Rays got uh, the Braves got nothing left. So. The, the Reds kind of – it was it's not a good pull for the – the Braves who looked like they were about to play the Cardinals for the majority of uh, September out of, after that huge shakeup in the NL Central got bounced over to the Cincinnati Reds. And it's just not a good matchup for them because of the pitching. The pitching duel that Atlanta is clearly going to lose, and it's going to be on the offense who I, – I don't – I can take a look at the season series between the Braves and the Reds, but – just on paper, the Reds look like they're going to be pretty locked down on this Braves offense that's been prolific in the in the in the dog days of the season. So yeah, it, it's been a it's been a long tough road for a lot of teams, especially dealing with injuries. I mean, Cardinals, Braves, um, and like you said, the Yankees are filling a Triple A team at one point because they had so many injuries. Uh, MLB is all about who gets hot at the end, and if you're if you're coming in cold, you better find a heater quick or turn on the oven or something, because you you gotta you gotta light that thing up, and you gotta figure you gotta figure it out quick against one of the uh, best cores in baseball when it comes to pitching when when it comes I, to the Reds. I forgot the Braves and the Reds didn't play because of the schedule or the central, so that'll be interesting as well. We don't have a sample size for most of these matchups. Yeah, I, like. It's weird to me because I see the Cardinals play the Reds a lot, right? And the Cardinals did fairly well against the Reds, and I don't trust the Cardinals at all. So I, 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 I just assumed that the Braves, Braves fans would be okay against the Reds, um, but maybe I'm Braves wrong. Braves fans are just nervous because the Braves have not won a postseason series since 2001, and they always find a way to lose them. So it, it it's. They'll find something to complain about at any juncture. So, we'll see what happens. 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. When those dang Astros, the, I guess, defending World Series champion Astros. uh, Yeah, exactly. They're going to get the smoke. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in Major League Baseball. Anything else with baseball before we head off somewhere else? Um... Let me check headlines, but I don't think either. People have just been thank God that the uh, Cardinals didn't have to play those two games against the Tigers. Oh yeah, that would have been terrible. Angels fired their uh, their GM. They did. Good. And uh, Juan Soto won the batting title. So business as usual in the uh, well. Let's uh, pop on over to college football. 
as uh, the Vegas lines have been released for these weekend games. Uh, and out of the seven SEC games being played, only two of them have lines in the single digits, and Auburn being one of them. Uh, but the line is not in favor of Auburn. Currently, Georgia has opened up as a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Auburn Tigers. JT Daniels has, of course, been cleared to play and will be available on Saturday. So, there's that. Uh, that's going to make pick-up interesting uh, when it comes down to it. That is the extra point game of the week is Auburn at Georgia. Uh, so, Auburn Got getting a good, good 11 a.m. slate. Uh, South Carolina travels through Gainesville, and Missouri takes on Tennessee at 11 a.m., as well as TCU, who I don't I don't know what, what they're – who did TCU play in their first game? They're heading to Austin to take on Texas, who just survived a scare in overtime in Lubbock. Texas is favored by two touchdowns in that one. TCU lost to Iowa, Iowa State. State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have number 24, Pittsburgh, hosting the Wolfpack. Pitt favored by two touchdowns in that one. Carter told us yesterday that Pitt is the first ever team to start 3-0 and and hold their opponents below 225 yards of offense in all three games. Pitt, I'm Combined telling you. Combined or separate? Oh, it's separate. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. Whew. I'll tell you, Pitt, they're, they are the Clemson killers of the ACC. They're going to try to do it. I picked Pitt. I picked Pitt. I was right. There you go. I wanted to hear it. Alabama's home opener against A&M. <laughs> that is a rank v rank matchup, but Alabama is favored by 17 points. So, I don't A&M's about to have a, a – uh, Come to re- come to Jesus moment when they they realize they shouldn't be ranked thirteen. I mean, also, out of out of all these games, out of all these games that are double digit spreads, so that's LSU Vanderbilt. Most of them are <laughs> Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, Alabama, A and M, Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina, Florida. Who's the favorite? Who's the double digit favorite most likely to lose come Saturday? I see it. Yeah, I see. I got you, didn't I? I think I think Missouri can keep it within twelve Tennessee. If I'm being honest, because those are those are some what should be lopsided games, right? But we saw a lot of these teams, like your Arkansas and your Vanderbilts, keep their games relatively close. I know how the Arkansas game ended; it wasn't good, but Arkansas tried at least. Uh, we, we saw South Carolina keep it close to Tennessee. Uh, we don't know. I guess Missouri's full strength because they got slapped down pretty quick by Alabama. Uh, but you know the way college football is going, there's going to be a surprise somewhere on that list. So the question is, who is it? So also at two thirty, uh, number twelve, North Carolina is at Boston College. Boston College is 2-0, and but UNC is favored by 14. USF is going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by three touchdowns in that one. Oklahoma State on the road in Manhattan, Kansas, and favored by three touchdowns. Take that with what you will. 25th-ranked Memphis is on the road at SMU. They are only favored by a field goal. Tulsa pays UCF a visit. UCF favored by three touchdowns. Arkansas is heading to Starkville to take on the Air Raid. Mississippi State 
only favored by 18 in that one. Uh, Big Mississippi State. Uh, 18, Oklahoma. It Just when they thought things couldn't get worse. Heck yeah. Traveling to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State. And this is hilarious. Not even favored by a touchdown. OU, negative six and a half. I'm Ouch. telling you. That's disrespectful. Ames, Iowa is where dreams go to die. That is a black hole of college football, and it will continue to be that this weekend. Another another game under the lights is LSU heading to Vanderbilt. Remember what happened last time that happened. But, of course, LSU down one Joe Burrow and one entire rest of the team. But still favored by three touchdowns in that one. And, of course, your number one team in the land, Clemson Tigers hosting the Cavaliers of Virginia favored by four touchdowns in that one. So those are your ranked matchups for this weekend. Of course, there's a lot of intrigue going on, but we'll get into that later in the week. But it is a it, – it, it, it's good. It's good to have college football to talk about. Oh, and there, there's a game on Friday as well as La Tech is taking on BYU. BYU favored by 24 in Provo. I can tell you that the games that we're going to be picking this week will be Virginia Clemson. Kentucky Ole Miss. That should be a fun one. That's Are we the... picking the line on Virginia Clemson? I don't know. I don't know. I just, after last weekend, I felt like I had, to, I had to throw in a couple of just, yeah, this shouldn't happen, but it's on there. Okay. And I got to give Jacob, I got to give Jacob some, some gimme games because he's struggling. So. <laughs> let's let, let's, let's let, let's see how bad he can actually do. Just make it hard for him. Oh, well, we got Texas State, Kansas State, and then the hardest game to pick on this list, Jacksonville State, Florida State. Look, yes, I know that Florida State has opened up as a 26-point favorite, but I don't trust those Seminoles at all. That's a joke. So, you're going to be picking that game. NC State, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Boston College, Memphis, SMU, Oklahoma, Iowa State, A&M, Bama, and obviously Auburn v. Georgia will be the 10 games being picked this week. Just a reminder that... uh, Is it just me or does Auburn-Georgia not feel like a top 10 matchup this weekend? It feels sluggish because we only saw Georgia be good for a half. And we saw Georgia look like they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And for Auburn, we're still trying to process the new look offense. Like, I think everybody likes it. But it's also different, so we're not sure what's going to happen when we walk into Athens. Plus, I think we just have PTSD from Athens. I remember 14-7. to 7. I remember not getting a first down for a whole half. I remember punching a wall. I remember an article on ESPN does a win at Georgia stand between Auburn and a playoff convention. I remember Atlanta. I was there for Atlanta. I remember getting barked at. Okay. There's going to be there's going to be an article about Auburn's offense in Athens on Weagle. Oh, are you writing it? Oh, okay. Yes. I see you. Uh and Just what I'm when I'm what I, there's two things I'm regretting because it can happen either way. Either Auburn wins this game and the fan base and, you know, everybody else shoots Auburn to the moon. Right, that this is it. The the Bone Nicks Heisman talk's gonna start. The Auburn National Championship talk's gonna start. Auburn's already gonna win the SEC West at that point. Auburn will probably be number two in the poll 
after that's done for. Like, if Auburn wins this game, they're getting shot to the moon. Or, if Auburn loses this game, the the only talk is going to be, why did this happen? Is Gus actually still calling the plays? Is is this offense really good for Auburn? Where's the running game? It's just going to be, it's either going to be, true. yeah, it's either going to be Auburn played amazing, national championship, here we come, or it's week three, I know, but man, Gus is on that hot seat again. That's, that's, that's they, the only two ways to go. If we win, they're already going to start painting the mural by the one at uh, Tumors. If, go ahead and start. <laughs> they're they're going to they're gonna start dubbing some, some, some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean... You're going to start naming games and hoping they apply to some some nicknames. Oh, they... Ew. What the, the heck? Nick Six. They just revealed the NBA Finals court. It's red and blue on the each side. It is. It's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. Plus, the logo's so big in the middle. It's like almost like uh, sideline to sideline. They could really pull from the logo there. They it, Pulling from the logo is just shooting a regular three at that point. <laughs> it's got Walt Disney World as a sponsor on the court. Oh, yeah. We knew it was presented po- by YouTube TV. Heck, yeah. YouTube TV. YouTube TV is nice. Not it a sponsor, is. but... I switched I to it. it. I switched Very to it. Very easy to flip between games. You know, when switching over to YouTube TV, uh, when I got home from the Auburn-Kentucky game, all I did was go back. Yeah, that's what it looks like. All I did was go Got back. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> all I did was go back on YouTube TV. I tried. And uh, I watched the, 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 the top plays from Auburn-Kentucky on YouTube TV, and it just ran through all the top plays. That, that's, a, that's a cool feature that YouTube TV has. Yep, yep, yep. I have Spectrum, so. Me and Spectrum be beefing. Hey, who uh, <laughs> But uh, that does it for college football. Is there anything else that we need to talk about before uh, before we're done here? I, mean, I think we hit all our paces. Hell with Georgia. That's all I got to say. How the hell with Georgia. And horns down while we're at it. Edges are on the menu this weekend. Uh, let's see. We hit hockey. We hit baseball. Uh basketball, football, NFL and college. Um I think that's it. I don't have anything else unless Jacob pops in here and talks something about hockey or not hockey but uh, <laughs> golf. Golf. Uh I think that's pretty much it for us. All right. Well, I guess we'll just end the show. Uh so, uh Raisin sh- 2. You said Brazen 2? Said Raisin 2. Oh, they said Raisin 2. Uh okay. Well, it's gonna be a fun day today, everybody. Baseball, make sure, make sure that you uh, make sure you tune in for that. I know I'm cooking out, so I'm about to this go. This cool weather just won't go away. This cool weather, things will yeah, be like I mean, uh, it's been unseasonably cool for the past week and a half. The high today it was great. The high today over Smith Station is 66 degrees. Is it I still love raining it. outside? It's raining here, at least. Doesn't look like it is anymore. I think in the next ten days, only Thursday will get into the eighties. So we're officially in fall season, boys. Thank goodness. So you can you can wear the long pants and jackets, jackets now. Yeah. Yeah. So baseball starts soon. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I know that I'm cooking out on, on the grill. I have some barbecue going. I'm gonna get some ribs going. You already know so I like bar- to cook. So you're barbecuing. 
We will have this discussion again, yes. <laughs> I am barbecuing. Alright. Don't you look do at what? <laughs> don't don't you look at me like that. <laughs> I am I'm going out and barbecuing on the grill. Okay. We we do not need to have this conversation again. Alright, we're good. Jack has something to say. You can say see it, it on his face. Look at personal. <laughs> I took that personal. Well, that does it for the extra point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. For more, make sure you check out WEGL's Spotify and iTunes page. Or I say Apple Podcast page uh, for more. And make sure you check out the show at... Look, I don't know why YouTube does this, but we go live at 445 on YouTube. I honestly cannot change it to anything else. It's either you get 415, 430, or 445, but you do not, you do not get the top of the hour. So I do not get to choose that. Uh, 445 uh, to, <laughs> is the live premiere of the extra point on YouTube and the podcast. I'm moving the podcast. I, I made it live at the same time as uh, as the, the actual show, but I'm moving that up because we need to make sure that we have the expert analysis before the MLB postseason starts. So the podcast will be live in about an hour after this show. Well, hold up, that doesn't make any sense. It'll be live at about uh, 10.30 Central Time. How about that? Also, go to the website, weglfn.com. Alex and Jacob are doing a great job of whipping all the sports writers into shape and pumping out the articles. So if you want to see some some in-depth analysis of of Auburn quarterback Bo Niz and his prolific (laughs) Heisman chase, just check out weglfm.com, weglfm.com for all of the exciting sports and other content we're putting out. You can also listen to the station right from WEGLFN.com from anywhere in the world with an internet connection. So no need to be in Auburn or the surrounding areas. Uh, so even the Antarctica? Love, the love, if, it, if you're in Murdo Station and you got a broadband connection here at Weagle FM, you will still yes. hear the buzzing. But I, I've been told by our chief engineer that the WEGLFM buzzing sound is, is going away in the very near future. So, gone but not forgotten. I've heard that for five years. I don't believe it yet. I mean, I'll believe it when I hear it, or don't hear it, I guess. But, according to Chief oh. Engineer, that is, he, he is on death's door. Alright, well, that does for Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com.